Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint podcast coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. So what is a necessary sin? You know, uh, in our culture, there are some big sins and everyone, everyone sort of knows them. We sort of call them out. We call them what they are. Uh, we, we call like rape. You know, that, that's a big one, you know, especially in our, in our culture. Uh, murder, for sure. You know, people, people don't go around doing that, but, it, you know, it, typically it's, it, 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 gets, it gets drawn out in our, in our environments. Stealing, we don't like stealing, um, which th- these sins are all wrong. But unfortunately, in today's culture, there is another whole category that especially uh, us as Christians sort of put stuff, stuff into a box. And we say stuff like this. Well, these are more acceptable but just because of the way I was raised. Or these are more acceptable because of the environment that, that I live in. These are kind of respectable in our culture, too. And it's like, you know, that, that's not really sinning. And some might even say, well, it's just a necessary sin. It's just a sin that I do more often. And, and so that is what the definition of a necessary sin is. And if you're a Christian, if you're a Christian here, the truth is, according to whom we follow, which is Jesus, and if you don't follow Jesus, well, you just got to pass today. All right, you, you get a pass today, but you might even allow these words of wisdom, which we're going to dive into, become a little bit more a part of your value system or your culture, because these are very important values that we honestly, as Christians, struggle to follow. And I don't know why, because the truth will set us free. We know that from last week, but we tend to skirt around it. We just sort of, you know, dodge it. We, we change the trajectory of what the truth is, and we bend it. Therefore, it becomes a necessary sin. And so even though some of my sins may be more acceptable, it does not mean that they are all right in the eyes of God. Matter of fact, they're none of them right in the eyes of God. And our goal is through this series is to take a look at at four of these sins that are called ordinary sins that many of us rationalize and say, this is just kind of my culture. This is a part of my life. This is, this, is, this is how I was raised up. My grandmother does it. Uh, and we justify all this. Or my favorite, this is my favorite thing to do. You can't take away this necessary sin. Uh, or I, this is one of the ones that I hear the most, you know. You just don't know how hard my life is. I have to do this. I, I have to be a part of this. I, this, is, this is what I do to just to get by. You don't know, you don't know me. And so whatever the sin is, whatever the sin is, uh, we're we're just going to take a look and hopefully walk away with an understanding together. Uh, Those sins from God's viewpoint or God's perspective are completely unacceptable. Bottom line, they're unacceptable. And like we learned last week, he wants to vomit them out of his mouth. When we start doing these things, he just, he regurgitates them. He's like, you know, this is, this is just a category of sin. And so, for the next three weeks, including today, um, what we want to do is simply this. We want to share with you a very powerful, a very powerful prayer that David, a man after God's own heart, um, prayed in Psalms in the middle of the Bible. If you open up your Bible and just flop it open, more than likely it has a good percentage chance to dump right into Psalms. And, but Psalms 139, we prayed last week together, and we're going to pray together this week again today. And so it should be behind me, but Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24. Let's see if we say it together. It should be up there. Hopefully, maybe, I don't know. It should be popping up any second now. The power of technology is amazing. So if we're going to show that verse, let's show it. But if not, it forever hold your peace. If not, I'm going to read it myself. Is it happening? Not going to happen. So search me, search me, God, and know my heart. 
Search me and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Now, some of you are saying that right now on your lips. That means you've been studying it. But there's a powerful word right there at the very beginning. Search me. Search me, God. Not my next door neighbor. Not my wife. Not my spouse. Not my kids. It's me. Not my coworkers. Not the people that I come in contact with. It's me. Search me. So before we even get into this sermon, before we get into this talk, I just want to ask this one question. You know, we're going to deal with this one word. We deal with this one word, and maybe, maybe you're a fan of, of Harry Potter. I don't know. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, this one word is so, so tricky in our culture, and maybe you've been hit by the Harry Potter wand of Pesethra Taurus. Pesethra Taurus. And if you don't know what that is, that's the Greek word, by the way, so you're learning things this morning, you're being educated. That's the Greek word of gossip. Gossip. Now, no one's really saying, well, I, I don't do that. You know, I'm getting these stares right now. You have been Pesethra Torsen. I don't know if that's even a word, but we'll go with it because I'm from Kentucky. You know, it's Pesethra Torsen, and I live in Bull, so it really, I have roots from Lincoln County, so I can say weird words and get away with it from stage. Pesethra Taurus. Wow, that's a powerful word. It sounds powerful. The crazy portion about this in the Bible, Pesethra Taurus, it comes across in the middle of a couple other words. It comes across right in between murderer and slanderer. And right in the middle, Pesethra Taurus, or gossip. Now, I don't know if you know what those two words are, murderer, you know, killing somebody, slander, really hurting somebody, and pesethra torse, meaning you can kill with your lips. Kill with your lips. You can hurt somebody with these things right here. Now then, I don't see anybody nodding their bob this morning right now because they don't want to own this one, but it's going to get really deep really quickly, so just bear with me. So before we get into this sermon, pesethra torse, I want to ask you this one question. Have you ever gossiped inside of yourself? You know, have you, have you done that? You know, have you got something inside of yourself right now going on? Have you got some gossip right now? You know, is, is it inside you? You just you really want to get it out of you because you know that this is getting ready to get really sticky really quickly. Now is your time to get it out of your system because after we get done with the day, you may never open your mouth again with this word called pesetheratoris because I believe in the power of God. I just prayed over you and you're going to be feeling really, 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 really guilty. So I want to look at your neighbor. Go ahead, look at your neighbor and say, I'm ready. Are you? Because this is going to get really deep really quickly. And if you're not, just say, I'm not going to participate. You know, that's it. At least we can be honest in the loft this morning. You know, you got a couple of seconds. If you got some juicy gossip, go ahead, share it, because it's getting ready to get deep really quickly. If not, forever hold your peace. You know, it's like that moment when you get in front of the marriage and you get, you know, anybody, anybody want to, you know, it's that moment of weirdness, you know. Does, does anybody, man or woman, you know, project to this wedding? This is your moment right now. I'm telling you, this is your moment to bail. If anybody walks out of here, I will not hold offense to you because I'm searching my heart this morning. I'm not searching yours. I'm trying to get my heart in line because I know this is, this, is, this is towards me as well. And so if you walk away from here today uh, and you disagree with me, 
Uh, you, you, and you find that I was, this was one of the worst sermons you ever participated in. At least, at least it's okay. We, we can at least have that argument. And you can go ahead and go home and gossip if you want to. Uh, but you can't gossip to your neighbor because we just made a pact. We're not going to do that. All right? You can't do that. So you can't gossip in the car. You can't gossip at Cracker Barrel, Applebee's, wherever you choose to go, McDonald's. Uh, because we're, we're, just, we're just really about life change up here. And we want your life to change in a way that's for good. And another way to say that is change lives, change lives. Change lives, change lives. And so that's what we're about. We want to see this happen. And it starts with our lips. It starts right here. It starts right here. And so let's just take a quick poll this morning. If we can just be honest in the loft, how about that? We're closer to God. You're three floors up off the, off the ground. So you're closer to God this morning. You know, if you lie, you know where you're going. You know, it's one of those moments. So raise your hand if you've ever gossiped. One, two, three. Woo! So now, last week we talked about lying, and for the person who didn't raise their hand, you know, I'm just saying you might want to go ahead and throw that hand up. If you want to, you can do it like this, you know, you can, and it's your choice. But, you know, it, it, it just, it creeps in, doesn't it? It creeps in, and we just get caught up in it. We get caught up in God's, now, let me, let me ask this one, let me ask this one. Uh, have you ever been caught, like physically caught? Gossiping, ready? One, two, three, raise your hands. Ooh, getting tricky, the numbers are going down. You got caught, so we got some really shady people in here. Look at your neighbor. <laughs> if you haven't been caught yet, you know, we got some shady characters in the loft this morning. Just saying, y'all need Jesus. Um, um, you know, it's, it's true, so uh, it's just weird, man. It just targets us, doesn't it? We get caught up in this word, Pesethra Taurus, and here's the funny thing. What about, how about this one? Let me ask this question. Have you ever been gossiped about? One, two, three, raise your hands. Oh, everybody's raising their hands on that one. Yeah, because it comes back to you, right? It targets you. It, it seeks you out. It, it haunts you. The truth is, is this. It's painful, isn't it? It's kind of painful. It hurts right here. It just, it weighs you down. It, it hurts. It makes, it makes scars happen in our life. And some of you are wounded right now. You've been wounded badly by gossip. Some gossip that's true and some that's completely false and totally made up and you've lost friends over it. And with my journey, especially as a, as a leader and a pastor, I've been the direct target multiple times with gossip. Uh, from the first days of Centerpoint when we launched it, uh, when we exposed the whole idea of what we were going to do within our community, immediately people all over town um, started talking about us, especially me. Um, and it got out, we, we, we were actually known as a cult. You know, I, I don't get that one. I still don't get that one. There's some, still some people that say, any people that meet up in the third floor of a bank, you know, it has to be kind of shady. And I, now I know we got truth. We got some shady characters up here. <laughs> So maybe they're right, maybe they're not, I don't know. But really, a cult, you know, if, if we're following and centering and pointing towards Jesus and everything that we do, maybe if that's a cult, then I'm in, you know? I'm just saying, um, you need Jesus. And maybe we need to redefine some things. And my, my bigger question is, what in the world are you doing if you're calling us a cult? Just saying, you bunch of gossipers, you know? That, my attitude was hurtful, it was prideful, and it began to attack back. And so, you know, I, I just, I just, ugh. 
But have you ever, have you ever walked up on people and they're talking about you and you know it? And then they try to hide it with the, the fake smile and it's one of those moments and they're just really talking about everything and they, just, you know, you know, and they don't know what to talk about because they just got caught and it's really awkward. But inside your spirit, you know that it's wrong. Inside you, you know something is evil. It's not Halloween. It's, it's an evil spirit that's called Pesethra Taurus. And they try to hide it, but sometimes the whole room, the vibe is just completely off-center. And immediately, as, you see, as soon as you walk in, it's just awkward. And other times, you might even hear them talking about you from a distance, and they don't see you. And it's one of those knives in the back, you know? You know what I'm talking about? You just get stabbed in the back, and you, you, you don't know what to do. And so then you walk in, and you just sort of... You got the, you know, the Charlie Brown shrug going on and you just don't know what to do. You're feeling like Linus or, you know, Eeyore. And, you know, you're just, you're just starting to just, and you try to smile and it's like the half smile. And, you know, and, and then they come and try to act like your friends and you're just pushing them away. And they're just like, what's going on with, with him? And that just gives them more gossip fuel. Have you been there? Is it just me? Because I'm feeling really awkward right now. I mean, I'm just... I get talked about a lot in my family, so I know this one, you know. Um, but early on in this church plant, uh, I actually went through a season where no one knew of the hurt that I was going through. I went through some really dark times as a pastor, a lonely time as a pastor. My, my wife knows some things, but I try to protect her from some things. And some of the things have come out, and we've talked about them, we've prayed over them. But there when it was happening, I just, I just bunkered down because I thought I was big enough to handle it. And I thought, you know, this is just a part of the culture that comes with it. But the whispers, the whispers where everyone was whispering, but the whispers, they sort of got out. They didn't, there wasn't just whispers anymore. They, 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 were, they were knives. They were cutting me up. They were hurting me. You know, I remember some commentaries that sort of got back to me. He doesn't know what he's doing. He will never be an effective speaker or pastor He's evil, I heard that one come from a child. He can't, he won't, he sucks, I heard that one. He, he, he. Now then I know the word says, you know, the word does not return void and I believe that Christ was continuing to change me but for you to gossip about me and to get back to me, man, that means you don't believe in the same Jesus I believe in. Because I believe that he's a transforming God and he continues to change me every single day as long as I take up my cross daily. And it's continuing to drive me to my knees and it got me into a position of pain which causes change. And see, for the first time I've told anybody was right there from a stage standpoint that I've been wounded by gossip that nearly took me out. It's kind of odd to be telling you that this, this morning in this setting, but think about it in terms like this. Do you think it's odd for people to gossip about people? What about those who claim to be following Jesus, but in churches across America, we find ourselves in, in, in gossip groups more than we do prayer groups? It's getting really quiet up in here. Seriously, I feel like that there's more gossip in groups 
then there, there are real sincere prayer requests or groups that are going on because we're willing to tell everybody else's junk versus what the psalm just said. And I know you couldn't read it, so therefore you can't be held accountable this morning, and I had to read it to you. But in the psalm it said, you know, search me and know my heart, not that person sitting right there or that person sitting right there. It said, search me. You see, gossip's okay, right? Pesetheratoris is okay. Hey, I'm really not supposed to be telling anybody this, but you gotta hear it. This is what I heard Hey, wait, wait till you hear what everybody else is saying. Hey, you've got to promise me not to tell this to anybody, but I'm going to tell you something that's really going, you really want to, going to, want to hear. It's not that big of a deal, right? Gossip. Everybody does it. The cool kids do it. If we just look at just how one pastor in America his name is Rick Warren. Maybe you've heard of him over in Saddleback. He defines gossip in a very powerful and meaningful way that I think is valuable to us this morning, and maybe it could help some of us out today. And he says this, when we are talking about a situation with somebody, with somebody who is neither part of the problem or part of the solution, then maybe, maybe that is gossiping. Probably we're gossiping. That's huge, right? Maybe some of you got that one. Maybe that's huge, you know? You've seen enough debates where that's huge or wrong. You know, you've seen those moments this week, but more people gossip about what they said and what the right wing's doing, what the left wing's doing, and Satan's just dividing us down the middle over stupid stuff. Didn't hear one amen on that one, by the way, because it's true. I think it's interesting in our culture, we sort of just gravitate to some things that we should not be involved with and gossiping, Pesetra Taurus has got our lips and it's got them wide open sometimes. You see, the truth is that that God says something in Proverbs 6 that allows us to understand that he does not like this whatsoever. And so if you got your word, Proverbs 6, verse 16 and following in verse 19, it should be on the screen behind me. There are six things, it says, there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. A false witness who pours out lies and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. A false witness who pours out lies and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Now think about this. Why would gossip make the list onto what God hates? Like I said before, people have and will continue to gossip about me, and I can deal with it. I think I'm pretty big and sometimes my proudness or my, my pridefulness gets in my way. But if you go gossiping about my wife or even worse, you target my kids, you just got a six foot eight bald guy up in your grill. Just saying, might not be the most comfortable moment, but when you attack my kids, I'm telling you, I get sort of unchristian-like and that's just me, that's my sinful nature inside. Everybody at Walmart saw this happen last Christmas. I'm not the best character sometimes. And it took place. But I'm serious. My wife is laughing her head off because she saw it. And so did half of Danville. I apologize. But I just, you attack my kids and I don't know anything different but to push back. 
Seriously, I'm ready to fight. And I don't even know. I don't even care if it's true or not. If you go attacking my wife or my kids or my children that way, I'm going to push back. Think about this. Every time we talk about someone in a negative light, in a gossiping tone, what we're actually doing is talking about God's children. Because we're created in his image. We're his kids. And when we start talking about people negatively, what we're actually doing is talking about his creation. You wonder why he hates it? (laughs) Because you're his creation. I don't know one parent that won't get a little upset if you start talking about their kids in a negative tone. And I don't care if they're 95 years of age and it's your grandpa and you can't stand what he does. I'm telling you, it's his kid. And so even though we know gossip is wrong, there's something that's so attractive about it that pulls us in. And in Proverbs 18.8, it tells us just that the words of gossip are like choice morales. They go down in the innermost parts of our body. Proverbs 18.8. There's something sickening, enjoyable about participating in the destructive sin of gossip. So the better question that we need to ask ourselves this morning, if we know what the truth is, and the truth will what? Set us free. So why do we keep going back to something that's so destructive to us and his children or others? And so I asked a couple questions to people this week. I asked a simple question. I asked them first, do you gossip? And they said, well, I don't gossip. I I said, come on. Be real with me. I'm not going to tell nobody, and their names are, you know. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we start talking about it, and they basically started to reveal some things. And, and I was like, you know, so why do we gossip? Why, why do you particular yourself gossip? And then I even asked myself, you know, why do I gossip? And I, I, if I have to be honest, and, and I listen to their honesty, and I, I want to say thank you for, for sharing some of those things with me. But it, it makes us feel good about ourselves. It makes us feel good about ourselves. We sort of puff our chests up because we know something on somebody. And if we're part of gossip, it actually makes us feel what? Important. It makes us feel powerful. It makes us feel better about ourselves because we know other people are failing. Or in some of us, I like what one person said, he actually finds it kind of entertaining He actually finds it kind of entertaining for for what he goes through on a normal basis. And as I continue to listen to others, and and I never heard one person say, search my own heart. I never heard one person say, I need to search my own heart. But they wanted to search everybody else's. They wanted to hold them to a fine line, but they wouldn't search their own. So the truth is, the one reason I might do this is because of some darkness areas in my own heart that I have not let Christ yet get into, and he's the light of the world. And so I'm living in some darkness myself. So why does God hate gossip? Because it makes his children look bad. It makes you look bad. Because the outside world's looking in, and they're like, if that's what you call a Christian, I don't want to be a part of that. Who, who puts other people down? So another reason could be because what I just mentioned about my own heart, the darkness and sinful nature of our hearts. 
And there's a, there is a seriously not a good reason to do it other than saying the devil made me do it. And you can get away with that one. You can say that one. So, because he's the father of all lies. So, so if we can agree that most people might do it, but it's not a healthy thing to do. And just because everyone jumps off a bridge doesn't mean you should go do it, right? Right, you're shaking hands with it. Just because you need to go jump off the bridge and everybody else is doing it doesn't mean you need to go jump off the bridge. So essentially, we need to stop this whole idea of gossiping. And for those who claim to follow Jesus this morning, he calls you to a higher living. You're up on the third floor, so you are living. You are called yourself to a higher living and a higher value of truth that we should stop it immediately. Your heart should be tested right now there's anything inside me that I need to go apologize to somebody else, you need to do it. I know no one's probably going to awkwardly moment, get up out of their seats and go do it, but hey man, I would love to see that take place because that's called changed lives. That means you are being transformed immediately. It's kind of awkward, but it happens. And besides that, he hates this action of gossip or persethoratoris. Don't we want to do what is right and pleasing to our heavenly father. So how are we going to overcome this? How are we going to overcome this sin of gossip? So what we're going to look at is, is three quick things. And I believe that they can help you walk away today and be a changed person if you choose to lean in and apply these words in a way that can grow closer to see change lives, change lives. And first thing, first thought is this. Is my conversation helpful or hurtful? Before you even open your mouth, is my conversation in this helpful or hurtful? The Apostle Paul, an uh, amazing man who was once named Saul, said some pretty horrible things at one time about Christians, and then he stepped into the light, and it changed his life forever. It changed his whole trajectory. He became a Christ follower, but eventually he found the light, and he, he was able to just go all in, and he records this in Ephesians 4, 29, and he says this, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up. I love that. I mean, a lot of you are gonna have a little bit of trouble. So otherwise, let me just, let me just say this one this way. In Jason Kilby's version, it should say, just shut your trap. <laughs> because some of you don't know how to build each other up. That one's gonna be really hard, so just shut thy trap. I use the King James Version. You know, it's just one of those moments of clarity. You need to learn what it means to refrain these lips because these lips are poisonous sometimes when we start to target through persephoratoris. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up. In Proverbs, the wisest man to ever live was Solomon, and he recorded this in Proverbs verse 16, or excuse me, chapter 16, verse 27 and 28. It says, scoundrels create trouble. Scoundrels. Now, that's a word we don't really use more I mean, in today's in environment, but it's just like, it's, an, it's a ridiculously evil person. A scoundrel. A scoundrel creates trouble. Their words are destructive. A destructive blaze. A troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best friends. That's from the New Living Translation. It's powerful. You have 
to seriously ask yourself this question. Is the conversation helpful or hurtful? And you have to be honest with yourself. I mean, we cannot continue to disguise gossip buried in conversations in a sandwich. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you're like, oh, I really like that family, but ever get caught in that moment? You know, they're great people, but I heard this. You know, I love those kids. Those are some great kids, but they're out of control, my kids. You know, it's those moments of clarity. Well, blame them on the mom. You know, it's those moments of clarity. But, you know, this is just crazy. You cannot put it in the middle of stuff anymore. You can't disguise it as conversations. You've got to do it as uplifting. So I'm telling you, is it helpful or hurtful? And you have to seriously ask God to prune your heart. Search me. The other big one that we discussed earlier, but I seriously believe, and, I, and I'm going to come back to this one because this one's huge. I believe we, we turn our prayer meetings into an excuse to gossip when we are supposed to be searching our own hearts, but we spend the entire time telling others about what you saw, about what you heard, but whatever pulls you into the conversation. And we just justify it by saying, you know, it's okay to talk about it, right? Because we need, we need to pray for that person. That's what we're taught. You know, it's just, we need to uplift little Johnny and little Susie and, you know, and Ralph and, you know, you scoundrel. Those are some harsh words, but you're a troublemaker. What you should be asking is, hey, God, search my heart. Prune my heart. I, I, I know I got some dark areas and I'm just asking for favor. I need to be cleansed. You know, everything that is said should, should be what? True, but not everything is true must be said. You gotta think about that one for a second. Everything that is said should be true, but not everything true must be said. Like, wait a minute, are you telling us a lot? No. But maybe sometimes when you're struggling with your husband, you don't go on Facebook and you start blasting. You don't go talking to all your girlfriends and say, he did this. I love him, but I'm gonna get him in trouble, but I'm gonna go to the guys. Guys, you can't do this. You can't go into locker room talk. That's the wrong words. You cannot go into, should never have said that one. You know, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. You can't go into the coffee shop room and talk about things that are negative in a way and just, and just try to cover it up. Everything that is said should be true but not everything is true must be said. Sometimes you need to refrain and just say, you know what, I'm, just, I'm dealing with this and my wife and I, we're dealing with this and just pray for us instead of exposing it all. You need to find the right person at the right time at the, the right location where you can reveal all that stuff because those are called godly people. Not everybody that I know is completely godly. There's, there's a big difference. They're just waiting, they're just waiting to broadcast that information. The next question that we should ask ourselves before opening your mouth is, am I making private matters public? And that's sort of where I just target. Am I making private matters public? Again, look at the book of Proverbs and allow these words just to soak in from wisdom from Solomon. Proverbs 11, 12 through 13, it says, it is foolish to belittle one another's neighbor. It's simple, sensible person keeps quiet. A sensible person keeps quiet. 
verse 13. It says, a gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. In our small groups where we meet in our houses and we sort of gather, um, and this didn't happen in, 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 at this location, but uh, when I was with some other people, there was a person who did something wrong and he sort of just brought it to the group and, and, and this was supposed to be a safe area and this was supposed to be you know, groups of people supporting one another and praying for one another and, and uplifting and just you know, watching God remove, change lives, right? But one person actually decided to make a prayer request to a couple other friends. And, and that person outside the group decided to go ask somebody else to pray for this situation and this person. And that person felt it worthy to go put on Facebook of the situation, of the prayer request. And guess who didn't show up for group next week? They were mortified. They couldn't believe it. People in prayer requests didn't kill the small group. Gossip did. Social media did. And it's really, really tough because we're supposed to be uplifting others up and we're supposed to, you know, holding each other accountable. And we allow this, this word, Pesethra Taurus, to intrude our walk with Christ. It destroys everything. And so seriously, are we making private matters public with the wrong people. The reason why we should not want to be a part of gossip is because you should want to protect others and protect yourselves. And again, go back to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 25, verse nine and 10 says this. When arguing with your neighbor, when arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good reputation. Now, if, if we have not hit on something that, that you have done and, and you're not feeling remorseful or guilty yet, and if you're coming from the, the, the Baptist church, if I can use this as an analogy, if, you, if we haven't stepped on your toes yet, you know, um, then, then I don't want you to leave without just you know, getting your toes stepped on this morning. And I'm gonna just, just dump something on you that's really heavy for all of us. And so this next question is literally for all of us in a way that's gonna redefine how we exit. Here it is. You might think that you, you're clean so far. You're, you're, you're completely clean. But here's the, here's the one that trumps everything. Are you permitting others to gossip around you? Are you in inviting it? You might not participate and say, I didn't come out of my mouth, but are you encouraging it? Are you permitting others to gossip? Are you permitting others to gossip around you? Proverbs 17.4 says this, and it comes across pretty straightforward. You can't bend the truth. Proverbs 17.4 says this, and, it, and it's just so, so straightforward. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip liars pay close attention to slander man that one just hurt my no toe i mean that one just hurt and some of you are like what i only got nine toes so that one just hurt all right 
What it's saying is, is not only is it wrong to talk about, but if you're just as guilty, if you're listening to it, not just wrong to speak about the gospel, you're wrong to listen to it. Think about it. What you permit is what you promote. What you allow to come in, you're actually broadcasting. What you permit, you actually promote. As Christ followers, you have been set a value system in front of you to center point and live to a higher standard. And now you get caught up in a lifestyle or a necessary sin that's bringing everything down around you. Not only will, will we, we won't do it if we, we consider uh, ourselves Christ followers, but we should refrain ourselves from those who are doing it around us. And some of you are going to lose some friends over this, but I will ask you, are they really your friend? Some of you might say, but, but they, they always corner me with this conversation, and I don't know how to get out of it. So I want to help you escape that conversation this morning. I want to give you a couple, four things real quickly that can allow you to remove yourself from that conversation. And with a gentle voice, with just a loving voice, you can say one of these things, you know, hey, hey, listen, before you go any further with that conversation, I'm not feeling comfortable with this conversation. And they're going to ask why. You can say, well, I just, I've decided not to participate in anything that is, well, you think you're holy moly this morning? Or, oh, you know, you got the little angel halo? Maybe, I don't know. I just want to remove that from my body. I don't want to be a part of it. I'm not feeling very comfortable with this conversation. Number two. If, if, if Johnny Sue or Billy or Ralph, if, 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 if Jason knew we were talking about him, they would be hurt. That one's powerful. That's straight. If you, if, the conversa- if you start talking about me, hey, if Jason knew that you were talking about him, I believe he would be hurt. I know he comes across kind of proud sometimes, but I think he would, I think he would actually be hurt. Number three, biblically, if you have a problem, maybe you should go directly to the person. You know, Matthew 18. If you got a problem with that person, maybe you should just take a step and, and I'll support you. I'll be praying for you, you know, and I, I, I'll, I'll push you towards that person. And number four, this is just about as direct and bold as I know how to say it. If you keep on talking about others that way, I'm not going to hang out with you anymore. Because the Bible calls me to live here and you're pulling me down here. And if they're really your friend, or they're gonna break away. Think about it. You probably know this is the truth. You probably know you should be doing this. But you can't continue to hang out with some of the people that, that are gossiping around you. Let me just tell you this. If you haven't been listening whatsoever, turn them up. If they will gossip to you, they will gossip about you. Now, that one got some amens. Evidently, somebody listened. You have been gossip about, right? If they will gossip to you and pull you in and pull you in and pull you, they will gossip about you because they're just waiting for you to say one thing. I agree. And guess who they're going to? You know what they said about you? I'm like, I didn't say that. Well, that's what he said. I got it on videotape. I got it on phone. I've got, man, it gets deep real quick, doesn't you? That's why God says don't do it. He just says don't be a part of it. Get away from it. If you see her coming, run. 
Just act like you've got diarrhea or something. Go to the bathroom and say, it's horrible in here. I can't do it. You know? Find an excuse. Get away from it. I guarantee it. God will say, well, it's the truth. That's diarrhea of the mouth. I mean, just be honest. I do believe there are times when you have to talk. Here's, the, here's where I'm going to bring it home. I do believe there are times when we have to talk about a third party whom is not in our presence. And I don't believe it's gossip if it's considered care and deeply we love them and we want the best for them. Those times are very rare, very, very rare. But when they do happen, here are some guidelines that I've put in practice over the past couple years that I think that, that allow us to take a conversation from, from going into gossip but going into the righteousness of God. And here they are. It needs to be saying something constructive about that person that we would say in front of them. If we're uplifting them and we're talking about them in a way that God is is being honored because it's their child, then it's completely okay. If God is at the center of that conversation, it's two thumbs up. Number two, if everyone in the conversation wants to help the person move forward, meaning can we point them back to God? Can, if they're hurting, if they're hooked on some kind of serious addiction in life, and seriously, by two of you gathering and you're, you're seriously praying and you're asking for favor because you're asking for discernment, then I think that, that choosing rehab and you're trying to find out some ways and walks and some doors to open up and usher in the presence of God, then I think it's in the best interest to have that spiritual conversation. Because I want God to be the center of that conversation and you're pointing everything that you have towards that. Now it needs to be done with the right person at the right time in the right place. Keep in mind. And last, I love our words, centering, pointing, living. And living, when we start to living together in a way that only the conversation that lifts people up and not tears them down, it's gonna be an amazing environment usher out gossip right out the front door. It's, it's not nice to gossip about people. If, 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 it, if it starts to usher in, you just, you just walk away from it. So when we start to live together and we start to have healthy conversations about other people and other families and we just start to see, you know, hey, good things happen, we just start to say, hey, this is good. I love what my mama taught me a long time ago and you might have had the same type of mama and she said, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, you had the same mama. You know, it's, 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 it's the truth. So that conversational piece, if it ain't good, just don't say it. So that's how you live together. It's just a great environment. Talk good about one another. See, here's the bottom line for today. As the band comes up and we start to shut this thing down, we're gonna sing a song here in a minute, but I'm just gonna say it this way. The bottom line for today is simply this. And if you haven't been listening, put your, put your ears on. Is your words matter. Your words matter. In Matthew 12, Jesus was talking about this and he said it this way, but I tell you the truth. I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. In verse 37, it says this, for by your words, not my words, for by your words, you will be acquitted or by your words, you will be what? Condemned. This is Jesus talking, so I'm just saying, this ain't me. For by your words, you will be acquitted, or you will be condemned. You see, I want you to walk away understanding this. 
But what comes out of these lips, your words, have the power of life and they have the power of death. And we need to be caught speaking well of others because we need to be for people and not against them. We have a society and a culture that just wants to rip people apart and we need to be for them because we have a God that's for them, not against them. We need to be the solution, not the problem. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You see a problem every single day when that person opens up their mouth. We need to believe the best rather than assume the worst. We need to believe the best, not assume the worst. And as Christ followers, here's the golden ticket, I'm telling you. We serve and follow a God of good news. Let me say that again. We serve and follow a God of good news. So how can we be a part of gossip, which is bad news? It doesn't even make sense. The gospel calls us to a level of obedience to love one another. Gossip doesn't do it. The reality is that gossip can kill, steal, and destroy. John 10, 10 says that very clearly. But Jesus' conversations, Jesus' conversations, when we center, when we point, when we, when we live together around the, the idea of Jesus at the center, it comes to produce life and life to its fullest. And I hope we can walk away today having Jesus' conversations that do one thing, change lives that change lives. So Jesus, man, as we just sort of shut this thing down, I just pray that people have heard it Heard it in a way they can walk away and start to put it into application. This is going to be challenging. This is going to be difficult because some of us, this is just who we are. This is our identity. This is what we do. And so, God, man, I just ask that you just remove it from our lips. You remove it from our hearts. And we do what the psalmist says, search my heart. We search my heart in a way that allows me to know that this is not good. This is not the good news. There's no way, there's nothing good that comes from telling somebody this. So God, may our lips just be of you. May our lips just completely gravitate towards you in a way that produces life and life into the fullest. Jesus, that's my prayer. As we just sort of just sing a song and we sort of, just open our hearts this morning. If there's anything that just doesn't need to be in there, I'm just asking for favor to remove it. God, I know some of us have been caught up in some pretty bad gossip and it's destroyed relationships. Even in this room, I know some families that just don't talk to one another as much anymore simply because gossip, simply because of a stupid word called Pesetheratorus and it's coming from Satan. God, just remove it. Allow us to be healed and allow us to just feel the freedom, feel, feel the truth, because it will set us free. Your word says it will not return void, so I pray the word of life over these families in a way they can truly just do one thing, love one another. God, we just thank you for teaching us the truth because the truth will set us free.